This is the Talking Property Podcast, brought to you by Rewed.com, the home of WA Real Estate. Thank you for listening to Talking Property, the show in which we discuss all aspects of real estate. Now, here is your host, Harvey Deegan, together with our expert commentators, Rob Druitt and Rod Bryan. Welcome to Talking Property, everyone. You may remember in one of our recent episodes of our podcast that we spoke to a New South Wales real estate agent by the name of Matt Harvey, and he painted a very interesting picture of the situation, particularly in Sydney, with the lockdown situation that they've had over there for some time. So what we thought we might do is to move to Melbourne, and they've had their ups and downs too, as far as that is concerned. So we are going to be talking to Lee Salsi. Now, Lee is from Woodards Real Estate in the suburb of Doncaster in the city of Manningham, which is about 16 kilometres from Melbourne in the eastern suburbs. I think you're going to find that he'll have some very, very interesting things to tell us about the situation in Melbourne and in Victoria. Well, as we mentioned, we have a very special guest from Victoria who's going to chat about the situation property-wise in Victoria, and certainly that's a movable feast with lockdowns, in and out of lockdowns, and so forth and so on. And uh, I'm referring to Lee Salsi. Lee Salsi has his Woodards real estate business in the city of Manningham, which is in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne and in the suburb of Doncaster specifically. Welcome to Talking Property, Lee. Yeah. Hi, how are we going? We're going very well over here. Our thoughts are with you in Victoria. Of course, you've been in and out of lockdown. Of course, you must sort of be living from one day to the next. I think there's been half a dozen or so lockdowns uh, thus far. That must create an enormous amount of uncertainty in the property industry. How have you been coping? Our current vendors are very nervous. They don't know when the next lockdown is going to be. Whenever we've come out of lockdown, we see a bit of panic buying from the purchasers wanting to get the deal done and dusted ASAP before the next lockdown comes into play. And we've also seen that, you know, a lot of the potential vendors that we've been talking to that as soon as we do come, when we do come out of lockdown, they want to put their house on the market pretty much ASAP, which puts a lot of pressure on, you know, people that we use for staging, photographers, because they're all under the pump for a very short period of time Mm -hmm. until we get back on track. Lee, Rob Druid here. Great to have you on the show. And it, it, interesting analogy with WA as well. I mean, we haven't had anything like what's happened on the East Coast, and we've had a, a number of short, sharp lockdowns, but we found exactly the same. And you, you list a property, you have a lockdown here for five days, and then it's game on on the weekend when it's open again. There seems to be that real pent-up demand. You think, well, it's only been five days of lockdown, but it, it certainly puts a psyche into the buyers, doesn't it? The, an urgency that we've never seen before in the market. Well, it certainly does. And, you know, there's not an abundance of stock available in Manningham or in Victoria as we speak. Mm. And so as soon as you're back in business, you ring your staging people and you say, no, mate, we're, we're fully booked for the next three or four weeks. <laughs> you, say, you ring your photographers and, no, we're fully booked for two weeks. So it does put a lot of pressure on a lot of people putting your property back on the market ASAP. And then the buyers, the buyers want to see it ASAP. And it's easier said than done at the moment. But look, I, I think generally speaking, COVID hasn't been kind to any anyone in the whole state of a well in the whole country of Australia really but Victoria we would just come out of our sixth uh, hopefully hopefully we can stay open right through the spring season and make some money 
Lee, with the lockdowns that you have experienced, has that impacted on people who have actually purchased a property and wanting to move in naturally? As soon as you buy a place, you want to move into it. Has that had any effect at all? No, the removalists are still able to do business, you know, pick up and deliver. That's not the problem. I think one of the biggest problems has been is when you do sell a property, particularly in, in Melbourne, finance. You know, if you sell a subject to finance, it's usually somewhere between seven to 10 days. Let's say it's on the 10th day, you get a phone call on the 8th or 9th day, we need an extension and the extensions keep going on and on and on because of the lockdown it just draws everything out Mm -hmm. which you know it puts a lot of pressure on vendors you know have I sold have I not sold am I actually moving but once the property is sold it's unconditional 10% has been paid and you know everyone's happy removalist is not the issues the issue in removalist is making sure you can get them yeah. on the date that you actually have to move. But they're still working full pelt. Lee, Rod Ryan, as you know, we've been friends for a long time and I realise that you've you know done a lot of auctions over what I think is a 40-year career. What's your situation with auctions at the moment there in Melbourne? Have you had to reduce the number that you do or are you doing them by Zoom or what's the situation? We're converting a lot of ours into expression of interest or you know some people call it set sale because of the uncertainty of when the next lockdown is going to be. Now, we have done some online auctions, but I'll give an example of an online auction we did a couple of weeks ago. We sold the property. It was all good. We said to the vendor, we'll send you the the contract. I was said to the buyer, sorry, we'll send you the contracts by email, we'll get you to sign them, bring them back, and we're done and dusted. Oh, no, we want to have another look at the property. <laughs> well, no, you can't do that. Can't, can't do that. You bought the property. Oh, no, 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 we're not signing anything until we see it again. Mm. So fortunately, Mm. we had some underbidders. Yes. So we told the buyer that we're going to go to the underbidders if they weren't prepared to sign then and there. They said they weren't prepared to sign then and there, and we went to the underbidders and were able to achieve, you know, the satisfactory outcome. We do have some complications with online auctions in Melbourne. I'm not a big fan of them. We'll call them street theatre for the the sake of the exercise. I've done over 3,000 auctions. I still prefer doing them on site I don't like online it's hard to get that emotional bit you know in an online auction it just doesn't happen it's not like the street theatre you know street theatre people get involved they get emotional Mm. you know and then it's up to the auctioneer to drag that extra one or two or three bids yeah so we're converting a lot of ours into expression of interest do you know what I mean by expression of interest do you guys use that term yeah there, well, yes or? we do a yeah. lot here too mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah unfortunately yeah. We don't have as many auctions as, as the east coast but been a lot of the expressions of interest campaigns here in western mm. australia yeah and Lee what on the other side of the equation in real estate the, the rental market do you have had another lot of restrictions with tenancies or is that now? Uh, look, when we came out of lockdown about a month ago, we had our government introduce 132 new changes to the Residential Tenancy Act and mm. uh, that that caused, yeah, yeah, that caused a lot of issues. And then we've got, you know, some old landlords and some old buildings that don't comply with the new regs and people don't want to spend, you know, five to $10,000 to make sure that their properties do comply and then getting a reduced rent, and they're saying, well, hey, it's not worth it. You know, I've got to go and spend X amount of dollars, and then you're telling me I'm not going to get my 500 a week. It's got to be reduced to 470 or 480. I'm not doing it. Yeah, That's caused a lot of issues. Real estate is all about timing, and I think we all know that. Whether it's sales or property management, look, the timing hasn't been ideal. You know, you come out of lockdown, 132 new changes. You know, I think it would have been a more sensible thing to maybe gradually put them in over a period of time instead of giving us one major hit of 132 changes back Mm. in March. Very interesting. Lee, we do need to take a break, if you don't mind, and we'll be back with you very, very soon. No problem. 
doesn't matter where you live in Western Australia, Rewa can help you search for your ideal home. Rewa is Western Australia and it knows our state well. With access to information and Rewa agents right throughout WA, Rewa gives you peace of mind when deciding about where your next house will be and how to source the best information by being put in contact with Rewa agents who know their districts very well. People like to shop and buy local. With Rewa, you can also search local. Go to rewa.com when seeking any information at all about property in your chosen area or use rewa.com to research the ideal location for you. Rewa knows Perth and all WA cities and towns very well. For all your property needs, visit rewa.com, the home of WA real estate. We're speaking with Lee Salsey from Woodard's Real Estate in the city of Manningham in Victoria. And Lee, we're fascinated with some of the topics that you've raised with us. Can I ask you, what's the median price in Melbourne at the moment? Recently, on one of our podcasts, we chatted about the Sydney market. I think the median's around about the 1.2 plus. Yeah, yeah million dollars. <laughs> what's it like in Melbourne? Uh, in, in the market I work with, it's just over a million dollars. It's a lot of money, isn't it? And well, where would yeah, it have been yeah. two years ago, Lee? Uh, two years ago, it was more like that 780, 820 range. So it's a significant increase, isn't it? Oh, it's been a massive increase. But I think there's a few things that has probably caused this. If you're fortunate enough to have a large sum of money in the bank, you're not getting a lot of interest from the banks. And all you're doing is if you are retired or if you do have, you do have some money, you're just getting chewed away with the way the economy is going. So people are putting you know, their money back into sort of real estate or the stock market, one or the other. And I think, you know, that's really certainly fired up the uh, real estate market and the lack of stock, the low interest rates. You know, it's a combination of all three. All of those things. The, the other aspect yeah. that we've found here on the West Coast is still a lack of investors. How's the investor market there in Melbourne? It's starting to dry up and a lot of the investors have currently got properties are weighing up whether to sell their properties. I mean, I'll give you one example. I have a client that I've been dealing with for many years. Family had 18 properties with us that we managed for them, been managing for them for a while, and we had to sell one of his properties so that he could pay his land tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, his land tax has gone through the mm-hmm. roof. So, you know, when you look at all that, you say, okay, well, is it worth it? Am I getting the returns? At the moment, all you're getting is the capital gains because there is capital gains at the moment because the market is so hot. Yeah, and now's the time to take advantage of it, isn't it, for for investors? That's right. And Lee, earlier on in the segment that we have, you mentioned about the changes to the Residential Tenancy Act there. Now, in the bigger picture, there's another nail in the coffin, isn't it, for investors when you've got restrictions on landlords and a whole range of, you said there were 132 amendments to the Act. I mean, that's going to play out to further reduce investors and I presume, same as what we've got on the West Coast, continue to see rent prices increase. Just quickly, too, interrupting just quickly, Lee, the other thing is over here, we found a lot of agents have lost probably as much as, Rob, do you think 10% of their rent rolls? Most rent rolls are down at least 10% from two years ago. Is that the case over there as well? It's it's heading towards that 10%, Mm. but also for, you know, usually, well, that's called Victoria. At the moment, rent rolls have been very valuable. Up until, say, 12, 18 months ago, you were getting 3.5, 3.6. Some have even gone as much as 3.8 times. Now... Right now, as I'm speaking, 2.8 to 3. Yes, that's a significant drop Mm, in the value of a rent roll, which is a reflection of the legislation and the investment. Mm. Well, there's that, and there's also the abundance of apartments that have been built. Apartments are very difficult to sell, and they're very difficult to rent out. 
And people that purchased an apartment, say, two years ago or two and a half years ago off the plan, yep. now have to settle. And we've had something like 3,000 apartments settle in the last six months, which, you know, it's a big whack. Now, out of those 3,000, there's probably maximum 20 25% would be owner-occupiers. All the rest are on the rental market or back on the market for sale, trying to get their money back. Can I ask you, Harvey Deacon here again, Lee, on a personal note, you've got an interesting background, I believe. You're in the fashion business initially before you took to property, and you're in that uh, iconic fashion strip of Chapel Street in the Paran area. I would have thought that was like dying and going to heaven, mate. Why did you leave that? Someone's been talking about me. Um, <laughs> it could be that Rodney Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Back in 74, 75, if you had a quota to import goods from overseas, it was worth a hell of a lot of money. But then a government came in and squashed that. And I'll give an example. Back in 73, 74, I was selling Bernini shirts for thirty nine ninety five, which was, you know, big bucks back then. Mm. Then all of a sudden, the quota wasn't worth any more. People were bringing in shirts from Taiwan for $1.99. Gee. So, <laughs> that's, mm. so that's you could say, you, you, could that say you, yeah, you could say you were all dressed up and nowhere to go and Ooh. finished up in real estate. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Well, someone else in that room there would also know how how difficult it was for me to get in the real estate as well. So yeah, you've been a star. Yeah, I kept knocking on the same door. Yeah, I kept yeah. knocking on that same door for a while before I got the gig. Yeah, yeah. and I believe that you specialised to a certain extent in the Asian market. You're a feng shui expert. Yeah, I decided to do the course. We had, if I turn the clock back, say, two, two and a half years ago, if I looked at our sales ledger, probably 80% of our clients were buyers were Chinese. Mm. So I thought it'd be a smart thing to do to do the complete course and know exactly what they're looking for, what, what they want, and became... Uh, a feng shui expert, some now, would say. Now, Lee, I'm really glad about this because on a previous podcast, <laughs> I made the comment that that in my real estate career in Melbourne, in the same location as where you are, that I had to actually try and explain to sellers of properties after they'd been sold that I had a witch doctor coming through <laughs> to sort of make sure that everything was okay. And I have been, you know, howled down and ridiculed <laughs> about that this just does not happen. But like you said, the, the are you saying Lee's a witch doctor? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, saying that, I'm saying that he will know exactly what I was talking about and so much so that in the business in Manningham, if you didn't have an Asian representative on your team, in a lot of cases you would never get any business. Mm. That's how strong it was. Yeah. It's spot on, Rod, spot on. Look, I actually get builders now before they actually go to council mm. with their plans. Well, builders that I've been dealing with, obviously, yep. uh, will come and show me their rough, drawings yep. and I'll say no do this do that change the staircase you know can't do this can't do that before they actually go to their to get the final drawing submitted to council yep. so it's definitely helped our business because the Asian market was a very strong market yes so have times changed in that area since you and Rod were if you like uh, friendly rivals back in the day no Rod and I worked together for a long time and we've you know we've stayed good mates right through all that period look as I said it was an 80-20 rule and now it's gone the other way now it's probably 20% of uh, sales ledger would be Chinese. The Chinese that are here have established themselves are no different to the Italians, the Greeks and yep. the Vietnamese, you know, turning the clock back. You know, we thought that going back a couple of years ago that the floodgates were going to open up and there was going to be a lot of money coming in from Hong Kong. Mm. Well, you know, that changed for two reasons. One, China took over Hong Kong and the COVID came yeah. into play. So but the Chinese that are in Manningham are quite wealthy. They're established. Yeah. They've got their money. They've got their businesses and they're still 
operating just like everybody else does. Well, you're obviously a success story there, Lee, in that particular area of Manningham. And we do thank you so much for joining us on Talking Property and I hope we can chat again in the not-too-distant future. Look forward to it. Wonderful, mate. Thanks, Lee. Thank you, guys. Okay. Boys, that was interesting. The uh, Doncaster picture that Lee Salcy painted is very interesting. It's probably just sort of a microcosm and compared to the overall property market in Victoria, but interesting. And he's done very well, hasn't he? And you know him very well, Rod. Yes, I do. And I'm a fan of Lee's. He's been in the industry for over 40 years. He's done over 3,000 auctions. And I'll say he doesn't suffer fools. He's a pretty smart boy. You know, what he's told us today, I've learnt quite a bit out of that, what he's had to say. Mm. Very, very good. Yeah, a lot of challenges in Victoria and Melbourne, but I guess they're getting used to it after six uh, odd yeah. <laughs> lockdowns. They're adapting to the market, as everyone is around the country. And uh, you've got some other challenges too, those amendments to the Residential Tenancy Act. Yes. That'll start to play through over time. You know, they've got the apartment market, yep. which is very hard one. to sell. And, and not surprisingly, is it, right? I mean, if you were locked up for five months in an apartment, you'd be wanting to get out of there and get a landed property, wouldn't you? Yes, you uh, would. And you certainly wouldn't want to rent one. So there's some real mm. challenges going forward in Victoria and Melbourne once we get through this and uh, but of course they're well positioned and mm. Lee's got the experience to deal with it. But the amazing thing too was that when you talked to him about the medium house price, as tough as it's been I mean you've had an increase in the last few <laughs> years of Over several 20%. hundred thousand dollars yeah. yeah, so incredible. yeah very interesting times we live in. Well thanks for joining us on Talking Property and we will talk to you next time on our podcast. Thank you very much for listening to the Talking Property podcast. We trust that you have enjoyed the program. We are delighted to announce that Talking Property has become more more and more popular as listeners discover us. Talking Property can now be heard on about 15 podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Australia's iHeartRadio and Podbean. To keep all of our episodes together, download the Podbean app. Once downloaded, follow Talking Property and each new episode will be delivered to your device automatically. Talking Property is proudly sponsored by Rewa.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast of Talking Property with Harvey Deegan, Rob Jewett and Rod Ryan.